The Edmonton Eskimos Board of Directors and President and CEO Len Rhodes jointly announcing this morning that Len will not seek another term. The two parties have mutually agreed that it's, quote, in the best interest of the organization to allow Len to depart on February 20th of this year. In other words, in nine days. It's a pleasure to welcome Len Rhodes to the broadcast. Thanks for making time for us today. Good morning, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be on the air with you. Well, I'll tell you, the two guys that I look to and I need in-depth analysis and insight into the Canadian Football League and Edmonton's favorite football team, Morley Scott and Dave Campbell, both say that they're very surprised to hear this today. What went into the decision, Len? And was it your decision? Yeah, it was a, truly a mutual decision. A um, little bit of background. Uh, this is uh, something that you think about for a long time. You don't just wake up one morning and decide whether you want to uh, move on. But um, my, I was under em- uh, an employment contract through the end of uh, 2019. And uh, so what was coming into play is uh, what goes on after that. And um looked at all of the elements of my life, my career, and just felt that at the end of 2019, it would be a good time to uh, move on to something else, take on another challenge. 55 years old, I'd like to do uh, at least one more thing in a very serious way. I don't know what that is yet. And then when the board and I were discussing that, uh, then all of a sudden the conversation evolved into timing. And then we both felt through conversations that sooner versus later is probably better for the organization, given I would not be staying past the end of uh, 2019 anyway. How would you characterize the the tone of the conversations between yourself and the football club? I mean, was it, was it a given that you were leaving at uh, the end of 2019 and had you communicated that to them? Or was that the conclusion at which you arrived after negotiations? Oh, uh, there wasn't any negotiations because it was, I'd say, about a year and a half that we've been talking, you know, uh, do you do you want me to stay? Uh, do uh, Len, do you want to stay? And then do we just get in conversations. The tone is totally amicable. Uh, the same way I walked into this organization, proud to even just have a chance to uh, have an interview with uh, the Edmonton Eskimos uh, to the to today nothing has changed in the sense that I love the Edmonton Eskimo organization it's been such an honor to serve seven years which is when you look at the 70 year history of the Edmonton Eskimos I've been a part of it for 10% of that uh, illustrious time and I'm so proud of that uh, my relationship with the board has been uh, fantastic my relationship with the community I came from Eastern Canada for this job and uh, I think it was three months into it I said I just adore Edmonton it's the right city for me I've given more to this community in terms of my engagement than I have in any other city it's just because that's the way it is in Edmonton and I was given a great platform through the Edmonton Eskimos to make a difference not only on my job to try to uh, work with my uh, football ops crew to put a good field uh, uh, team on the field, but also to try to bring value to the community at large, the Edmonton way. Len, I, you know, I feel somewhat awkward asking you this, but you've been so wide open about your health challenges in the last while that I feel like it's fair game. Um, does this decision with you have anything to do with your personal health, I mean, including your recent battle with prostate cancer? Yeah, so it is fair game. I, I always, uh, my best therapy is to be able to talk about things like that openly, so I, I, I don't fear it at all. There's no doubt this came into play. I feel good right now, so I'm in a good spot health-wise, but two years ago, when I was diagnosed and then underwent surgery for prostate uh, cancer, there's no doubt 
it changed the way I look at things and made me realize, you know, we our mortality. And unless you've ever gone through something like that, you really can't understand what goes through your mind. But it was such that there's so much to do in this life. And if I, after seven years with the Edmonton Eskimos, end up just going into a mode of coasting, I don't want that to happen. I want to do something else. But I don't know what that is, but I hope it's in Edmonton. But, uh, yeah, that came into play as a factor. But uh, thank God, uh, right now I'm in uh, really good shape and I continue to be monitored, but I feel great. So it's not because uh, I'm not able to perform. And even back then, people almost said I was crazy when I only missed two weeks of work after undergoing surgery for uh, for prostate cancer. But my therapy is getting right back at her, so I'm not at home just thinking about things, doing nothing. So I had that's, uh, that was my decision to get right back at it. You, you just slipped something in there, but it, I'm sure that caught some people by surprise. Some will be encouraged to hear it, I'm sure. You said you hope that your next opportunities in Edmonton. You're a Montrealer. That's, that's saying something. Oh, yeah. I grew up in Montreal, and it was a, you know, I'm forever proud of any place I've lived, Montreal and Toronto, but this has become home. When I moved here, uh, prior to that, I had been out here, Ryan, twice for in my CCM hockey days, but no more than two days at a time. I really fell in love with the city, and I said, I'm going to be part of Edmonton. I'm going to be part of the community, and I I think my actions are speak larger than my words in terms of what I've done as a commitment in the community, whether it was chairing the Chamber of Commerce to uh, working with women's shelters and doing everything I can. And uh, I met a woman who is originally from Vagraville, uh, Maureen McKay, and she's a big part of my life, and she's got roots here in Alberta. So this is home to me now. I got to earn a living going forward and I'll go wherever the jobs take me. But my first choice is staying right here in Edmonton because I love this city. Len, uh, Len Rhodes, our guest, uh, president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos. I'm in an announcement this morning that Len will be leaving the organization nine days from now, February 20th, 2019. Uh, Len, I will acknowledge that Twitter is not real life, but on Twitter, you get the sense that there's a significant portion or a significant element of the Eskimos fan base that are not exactly your biggest fans. And I think that it probably goes back uh, to a dispute and ultimately the dismissal of Ed Hervey from the organization. Take us into your relationship with the fans in the past few years and currently, according to your perception. Sure. So there's no doubt that some uh, fans are frustrated by some uh, decisions of the past. Uh, I recognize that. Uh, I could go on for an hour about social media. I'm not a fan of Twitter. The only reason I stayed on, uh, but I deactivated about an hour ago. As I leave this job, I don't feel like I'm obliged to stay on Twitter. I just feel like it's just everything is negative and my way of looking at life since I'm a little kid is to try to look at things in a positive way. So it's totally inconsistent with the way I view the world. Uh, I've always had a good relationship with fans. Some of the best moments of my uh, career here have been when I walked the stadium and it was before every game for an hour outside the stadium in the concourses, having informal conversations with fans and face to face. I've always loved everything about the fans. Now, social media, it's another thing. It allows people to uh, be in disguise in terms of what they say. They don't put a face to a name. That's okay, and that's their choice. But I I have a choice as well. And uh, Twitter is uh, not something that I I hope I... Please, uh, shoot me if I ever get back on Twitter for the rest of my life. Well, I won't shoot you, Len. I'll guarantee that much. But I'll maybe remind you of your commitment to stay away. And I I think I don't blame you for that. Do you, though, 
to a certain degree perceive that there is a very real element of the fan base that you just weren't going to win over? I mean, I don't. Let me tell you, Morley Scott is in your corner on this one. I know because I've talked to him about this before, and you know what quote I'm going to bring up. It's after Ed Hervey. You said, "Yes, we did win a Grey Cup, but it's not enough. We've got to do more than have good product on the field. We've got to expose our product. We've got to adjust and evolve with what's going on in the marketplace. There's a lot of competition when it comes to sports and entertainment. You're not wrong on any of that, but a, a significant portion of the fan base essentially boiled that down to winning is not enough. How significant was that? Yeah, that that quote in many ways was taken in different ways. If I remember correctly, I, I said winning is the most important thing, but it, it it's not enough. In other words, it's the way you win, and that's a really important guiding light. Being president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos community-owned team is such that any decisions you make is not always going to be popular. And if I was driven by trying to always make the popular decisions, I would have made different decisions. But I always, everything I've done has been through my heart and soul, believing that it's in the best interests of the club in the long term. And on the field, in my seven years, we went 68 and 58, and that's due to some great people in football operations and great players and great coaches. The seven years prior actually was a losing record. So when I took over, it was seven years of 60, 65, and 1. And in my seven years, it was 68 and 58. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of what we did on the business side. Uh, we've uh, had record revenues, uh, the biggest sponsorship deals in our history. I'm proud of what I did in the community, and I'm proud of what I did in amateur football. You know, a lot of people talk about the 50-50, and we know we've established uh, the biggest records in, in Canada throughout the CFL, but it's what how that money's used. And I think being able to uh, bring the U of A Golden Bears, the two junior teams, flag football, it's never been healthier in this city, and I feel great about that. Those are the things that make me really proud. But I understand that not everything that we did uh, was uh, if you took it to uh, for a popularity contest, we'd win. But my first uh, annual general meeting, I remember an elder, elderly man, he came up to me and he said, son, and I felt great that he called me son in the first place. <laughs> but he said, you're going to serve many masters, and that's so true. You know, we have a lot of stakeholders uh, our fans, the media, board of directors, the governors, the shareholders, uh, sponsors, and at any one time you try to do things that are in the best interest of the club, and that's been my guiding principle. Len, is there any, I mean, we look at some of the sort of the mile markers through your tenure, and there are a ton of positives, as you touched on. Uh, the game in Fort McMurray, the Northern kickoff, obviously the ch- amendments to the 50-50 program, the revenue that came with the naming of the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium, replacing the seats. Uh, personally, you sitting as the chair of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce in 2018, the 2015 Grey Cup win, hosting the Grey Cup just this past year. On on the other side, obviously, the, the, the contentious relationship and the dismissal of Ed Hervey the somewhat, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but for at least some fans, unexpected departure of Chris Jones, the it sounds like impending departure of Mike Mike Riley. Is there anything that you did, do you regret handling anything the way that you did in retrospect? No, because you could always look back and say could have, should have, would have. I'm always, uh, once I commit to a decision, I stand behind it. Um, So I feel good about that. I uh, I wish, you know, when I look back, is there one thing? I wish I'd be leaving uh, after a season where we actually made the playoffs, and that rips me apart. Anytime 
we had a loss at home or on the road, it eats you and you can't sleep. Like, if people don't think we all care about winning, they are they don't know us. Uh, it eats us alive. But I feel great that at our last regular home season game, that was a victory. I feel great that I was able to host the Riley family, mom, dad, and, and uh, wife uh, at the game with me. And uh, we've always enjoyed our relationship. And regardless of what Mike decides, I have the utmost respect for him. I feel fantastic that the last game I've served in the capacity as president and CEO was a full house at Commonwealth Stadium with over 55,000 people for the Great Cup. And it went beyond the stadium. What we did for this city and, uh, and people are talking about across this country, not only in the CFL offices across the country, but the fans on the street, I'm really proud of that. So when you say you want to leave on a high... At least the last few events were spectacular, and uh, I'm going to have fond memories. And I have nothing but great things to think about this organization and uh, the Edmonton Eskimos. It's, it's a privilege to be with a community-owned team, something so different than what anyone ever gets a chance to do in their lifetime. So, uh, But when I look back, uh, I think I'm the luckiest guy on earth. I've worked for Molson Coors. I've worked for Reebok CCM Hockey and the Edmonton Eskimos. It doesn't get better than that. The next chapter needs to be that good, but it's difficult because it's been fantastic ride so far. Len, I was talking to Dave Campbell, Morley Scott, just before we talked to you, and, and Dave had referenced and one of the things that you really took a flyer on, and, and I guess with mixed reviews, but I respect you for trying something to, to have that game really appeal to younger people, to draw in a new generation of fans, to address what some might characterize as the elephant in the room, not just for the Edmonton Eskimos, but for the Canadian Football League as a whole, and that is that the fans fan base is aging and like you said the com- the competition for entertainment dollars is as fierce as it's ever been part of that was the the series of halftime concerts that the team hosted bringing in you know some big names in hip hop and R&B and pop looking back on that how would you assess that and generally speaking what do you think that the Eskimos and the CFL has to do moving forward to make sure that you have millennials and the generation younger than them buying season tickets well, Ryan, that's a that's a big challenge for all of uh, live sports in the CFL, including Edmonton. We have to accept the fact that uh, it's not like the attendance uh, numbers were going through the roof, and we have to do something. And people may like or dislike any uh, individual initiative. First and foremost, though, we put record dollars in football operations. There were three uh, strategic priorities, on-field performance, and we've never given more to football ops than we have in the last uh, few years. Um, Secondly, what we've done at halftime did not come to the detriment of football ops. We spend to the maximum of the cap. We do everything in this organization uh, first class. We use charters uh, for our flights uh, to go on the road for the team so that they could be have the best conditions. But we've got to do more than that. And the halftime, you know, it's funny. It's almost hilarious that I got pegged being a guy that uh, likes rap. I don't even like rap. I like classic rock. <laughs> I did not choose the halftime shows. I leave that. I do let my team pick uh, things as long as it was uh, going after a certain segment and we tried to skew towards the 18 to 25 year old segment now if you ask me i'd want acdc here every night so uh, that's that's where i stand but uh, we recognize not every
everyone's going to like something. But in a live event, we get feedback after every game. Some people say the music's too loud. Some say it's not loud enough. Uh, the hot dogs aren't hot enough. The beer's not cold enough. But you try to do things. And by going on the road at every single game, in my seven years, I missed one road game because I had a biopsy for the prostate cancer. But I've been to every road game. What we do here in Edmonton to try to enhance the experience is right up there. Now, we added things on Stadium Road uh, so that fans could come in an hour or two hours before a game and celebrate. We did, We added tailgating. We've brought the amateur footballs uh, into the fold so they could participate in our game days. Uh, we've recently been talking to the U of A about a double header. They won't be able to make it work this year because of um, uh, their schedule uh, having conflicts with it, but we'll do that next year. Uh, so there's been fabulous things that go on in it. But when I would go to bed at night or when I wake up in the morning, it's the 850 appearances that our players, coaches, and staff have made in this community that as a human being makes me most proud. And uh, But one's not mutually exclusive with the other. You want to have a good team on the field. You want to make sure you're having a good game day experience. And you want to make sure that you're bringing more value to the community than you're taking away. And I think we've done that. Now, we missed the playoffs this past year. That's that's shitty, let's be honest. But but it's not the end of the world. This club is going to do well going forward. Brock Sunderland, Jason Moss, all the crew have a great plan going forward, and I feel very confident we're in good hands. Len, before I let you go, would you rule out another role within the Canadian Football League, including maybe potentially steering the good ship in Halifax when they get that thing moving? What, what, what was the part of Halifax, Ryan? Well, I'm just saying, would, would you rule out a position with another CFL franchise? Oh. No, I won't rule that out. Uh, you know, my uh, criteria is uh, something that I have an interest in, passion. I've always been uh, flexible to ideas. At the end of the day, it'll be uh, something that if I can bring value anywhere and I feel that I'm uh, appreciated, I'd be happy to uh, consider that like many other things. There's a lot of things right now in my mind in terms of some potential opportunities, but I can also say that I have not pursued any of them at, until this point in time because I wanted 100% of my focus to be with the Edmonton Eskimos. Those are the people that were paying me. But at the same time, and uh, now going forward, it's going to be the time for me to entertain some of those uh, opportunities and to assess them. Len, uh, every time I've spoken with you, every time I've sh- shaken your hand, you've been uh, pure class and a great ambassador for the team. Uh, your contributions to this community deserve the celebration that they receive. And the next time I see you, the beer's on me. We'll talk soon. It'll be a Coors Light. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, Len, very much. That's Len Rhodes, president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos, up until, I guess, February 20th. That's when he and the team will say goodbye.